Welcome to Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, where we look back on the church fathers who raised the ramparts which defend our faith to present day. This episode, we are learning about George Whitfield. You might be familiar with him as being one of the greatest preachers from the Great Awakening. Let's take a closer look. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica. Hello, everyone. And our oldest child is Lila. Hey, y'all. Our middleest is our boy, Eddie. Hey. And the littlest of our bunch is Nora. Hi. How are you guys doing? Really good. Where? First day of school was today. How did that go for everybody? Mm. Just swimmingly, I'm sure. Perfect. Perfect. Well, not exactly perfect. Good job, guys. We're also recording in our brand new home here in Brooklyn. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So how do you guys like Brooklyn so far? Well, it's weird because we used to be in North Carolina. Now we're in Brooklyn. So tonight, guys, we're going to learn about the great preacher, George Whitfield. So George Whitfield was born in England in 1714. All right. So about how many years ago was that, Lila? 19, 20, 300 years ago. Nice. Almost 300 years ago. Lila has the hiccups. Okay. <laughs> Keep those under control, Lila. I try. <laughs> so George Whitfield in his early life in ministry was a part of the club called the Holy Club. That's a weird name. It's quite pious. And they were nicknamed for how studious they were as being so methodical. Everyone said this group is just so methodical in their study of the Bible. And this actually is where the Methodists came from. Do you know what methodical means? No. It means they're very particular about how they did things. Very precise. Things had to be done just so. So during this time, a lot of ministers came over to America to start new churches and to start... um orphanages. And that was one of the things George Whitfield did when he first came to America. He came to Savannah, Georgia. So Georgia was two states south of North Carolina, since you guys know where North Carolina is. And the first thing he did was start an orphanage, which is actually still around today. So 300 years, the orphanage he started is still here. Isn't that cool? Is it still getting run? Yeah. It's still getting ran. Ran, yep. (laughs) And in the book of James, the Apostle James tells us to remember to take care of widows and orphans. And so George Whitfield was just obeying the Bible by starting an orphanage and caring for those kids who didn't have any parents. What's the orphanage called? Bethesda. So George Whitfield did not have a church or a place he preached often. He went out into the fields and he would do open air preaching to whoever would come and listen to him. That means he would just walk down a city square or into a town or something, wherever there were people, and just start preaching on the corner. And he would tell people, tonight at this time, I will be preaching over in this field or whatever whatever spot he picked in the city, and said, come and listen to God's word preached. And thousands and thousands of people would come. And there was, in Philadelphia, I believe, somewhere up there, 30,000 people came out. That was the largest number recorded of people who listen to George Whitfield preach. You guys want to know something really cool? What? George Whitfield could preach to that many people without even having a microphone. <gasps> Whoa, that's weird. Imagine how loud he would have had to make his voice. He probably had to yell really loud. And sometimes he would preach four times a day. 
He must have had a very strong voice box. Yes. Yes. Kind of powerful larynx. Reminds me of you, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, just think nope. about it. Sometimes when someone talks to you, you can't hear them, and they're just across the room from you. And you have to say, oh, I didn't hear you. What did you say? And they have to repeat themselves. And that's just when you're in the same room with someone. But think about if you were on a city block where there are people walking around and animals and all kinds of stuff, and you are a thousand people away from the preacher, but you could still hear him as if he was standing just next to you. That's how powerful his voice was. That's a powerful voice. What a gift from God, you know. He became one of the most influential preachers during the 1730s and 40s, which is what we call now the Great Awakening Time. There are reports during that time that you couldn't walk through a city without hearing someone singing hymns or someone talking about the Bible, talking about God, talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it was an amazing time of revival. And God used George Whitfield riding his horse all up and down the East Coast, preaching every single day, sometimes several times a day, to bring great revival by the power of the Spirit to America. Mm -hmm. And you remember when we talked about Jonathan Edwards? Do you remember Jonathan Edwards? He was the one that went and preached to the Indians and preached the sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Yeah. yeah. Remember him? That was a scary episode. He, He was a preacher during the first Great Awakening as well. So God used Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield together and all kinds of different places in America to bring about revival and to bring about a great time of renewal to Christians in America. Jonathan Edwards even offered his pulpit to George Whitfield at one point. And let him preach at his church. Yep, they were good friends. A distinctive of George Whitfield's ministry was he didn't make a big, big deal about whether somebody was Presbyterian or Baptist or Methodist or Episcopalian. He didn't make a huge deal out of those distinctives. He said, we need to be focused on the gospel of Jesus, and that is the main thing. There are a lot of groups today that are emphasizing the same things as George Whitfield did, that even though it is important to have your denominational distinctives, because we're Presbyterian, but we have good friends that are Baptist and good friends that are Anglican, and they love the gospel of Jesus. And that's why we can be such good friends with them because they keep the main thing, the main thing, which is the gospel of Jesus. That's good. Anything that you guys would like to say about George Whitfield that you learned? Um, it's cool that he opened an orphanage. I like that he's a very good preacher. There are a lot of preachers today that tell other preachers, you need to read a book on the story of George Whitfield because he was just such an amazing preacher used by God. Every preacher needs to read about him. We hope you had a great time listening and learning about George Whitfield. Tune in next week for another episode of Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids. See you!